All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the very first inaugural episode of Chaos Theory, which is something that I'm hoping that we continue uh, for years to come. <laughs> well, well, we'll see how it goes, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. Definitely. Um, I'm your host, the one and only Refly King, K1 Berserker, <laughs> Cosmic Methods, Burst Kinetics, and the names go on and on. And we keep it going. Man. Yeah, yeah, Kenneth Chaos Villalobos. Uh, right next to me is my partner in crime, my yes, co-captain, sir. my co-capitan, <laughs> Ivan. If you want to introduce yourself, brother. Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Ivan, and I go by Kinetic. Um, you guys might know me online on PSN, but we will reveal that later for the peeps that already know me. Um, it's great to have you guys with us, and uh, yeah, let's just get this started, man. All righty. So the whole purpose of this thing is just to kind of give you guys something different. Uh, with the whole pandemic going on, we've had a kind of a resurgence of the Marvel 2 scene. Um, we've made the transition to more online events, uh, streaming. A lot of people have picked up the pace, picked up the slack with uh, streaming content and things like that. So this is just our way of kind of contributing to the community Absolutely. and giving you guys something different, which is uh, talking more about the backstory of certain things, topics uh, involving Marvel 2. And I wanted to give you guys a backstory on myself and kind of give you the history of, of where I came up and, and how things got started for me. Uh, so we're going to start. Uh, there's a lot to cover, so I hope you guys can bear with me. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have a lot of material to go through. Um, but yeah, this is going to give us just a good personal flavor on, on you know Ken's backstory and, and just give us better insight into how the game progressed and you know for us individually. Obviously, this this game means a lot to us. So, yeah, hopefully we can answer a few questions and uh, maybe an even inspire new blood. <laughs> that's that's kind of the plan. Yeah. All right. So to, to kind of kick things off, guys, I started the game back in 2005. And hopefully this kind of fills in the blanks on, on where I came from and all that. Um, when I graduated high school in 05, I didn't really have a sense of direction i i didn't even i was kind of struggling to to find my identity at the time yeah um leaving high school actually yeah yeah. uh leaving high school i didn't really have uh clicks uh didn't have a large group of friends i wasn't into the party scene uh drinking and all that i was kind of confused on where i was going to take my career you know i didn't even have an idea of what i was doing uh career-wise um Marvel 2 was a game that I was introduced to uh, by a friend of mine in high school, and we played on the PlayStation 2 version. And <laughs> if you guys are familiar with ports... Yeah, it's one of the worst. It's one of the worst ones as far as sound, as far as uh, <laughs> in-game mechanics. It's just it's terrible all around. Yep. But that's all I had. I used the PS2 controller, so <laughs> I was using the one-button dash at one point. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. Shout out to the one-button dash. <laughs> yeah. Your boy was using one-button dash. <laughs> um, this game was one of uh, – it was a venue for me to, to be able to escape. Uh, I was going through, as I mentioned, uh, an, kind of an identity crisis. I didn't know who I was as a person. I didn't know what I wanted to do uh, as far as at home, you know, there was tension with me and my family and my parents. My parents were kind of on me on what I was going to do with my life. Um, the relationship that I had with my siblings wasn't great either. I'm the middle child. I have an older brother, younger sister. Uh, relationship wasn't that great. A lot of tension. So this was a way for me to escape and kind of 
like press an, an outlet for you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, playing at home uh, on the PS2 was all I had. Aside from that, there was a local arcade at the Montebello Mall called Arcade World. And that was, uh, I was pretty much a mall rat. I was there a lot. Um, I was playing Marvel 2, uh, and it wasn't cheap. <laughs> Back then, it was uh, 50 cents. Yeah. 50 cents per play, so I had to make each each match uh, count. Really count. Yeah. My first team that I used was Jill, Spider-Man, Akuma. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> I actually ended up uh, uh, using Jill, uh, Storm, Psylocke, so JSP. Oh, gosh. <laughs> at the time but yeah Jill was just an easy character for I think a lot of us to kind of pick yeah up definitely and we're talking about bare bones back then I didn't know how to do anything fancy it yeah. was just magic series yeah one two three four five not hard knockdown and that was it yeah. um, I had different experiences with random players at the uh, the arcade um, everything with this game I feel was everything that happened me leveling up me meeting the people that I did it was all random by chance um this game became so addictive. Uh, for those the, for those of you that crack the crack, that's why it's called the crack, <laughs> because you just can't get enough. Uh, when you start messing with the game and you start uh, learning how to do things, learning how to add additional inputs to your your uh, yes. your movement to your combos, breaking the rules. Yeah, breaking it, the rules of the engine actually. You yeah. just go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. And and that's what I was doing as a as an 18-year-old, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with this game. And it got to the point, Ivan, where I was doing things uh, intentionally to get more Marvel 2 time in. Uh if <laughs> I had a girlfriend at the time, things weren't that great. Yeah, could and, you like speak up speak on speak on that, you know, like what you, to what extent you were doing this? Well, you know, my girlfriend at the time, she wanted to go out. She wanted to do things. Yeah. And I would tell her, hey, you know what? Something came up. I got a, a rain check. I have an emergency. Like, I would just make up excuses and hit the arcade. Jeez. Hit the arcade and it's time to get that crack in. You know it's what I mean? Dedication, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad that I was not only skipping out on dates, but I would skip out on work. Sometimes I'd call in sick and oh, I'd say, wow. hey, I can't make it. Uh, something came up, a uh, car broke down, something, and I'd get that Marvel 2 in. It was, at the time, I think it was very unhealthy, uh, if you look at it from a real-life standpoint, because my priorities were out of whack, I guess oh, you could say. Yeah. I mean, you were <laughs> you basically had it completely backwards. At oh, that man, it was so bad. So not only that, but I was losing sleep, staying up late, uh, training mode. It was, to say that it was an addiction is to put it very lightly. Yeah, this is uh, this is very much what you would be describing as an addiction. Oh, dude, but this is a so severe addiction. Severe, um, yeah. With some severe withdrawals, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and when I wouldn't, when I would go to work, yeah. when I'd be out with my family, with my friends, with my girlfriend... It was still on my mind. I was thinking, oh my goodness, I wonder if this combo works. Or I wonder if this would work in training mode or yeah. in a match or something like that. And you start running all these scenarios in your mind. Oh, too. man. I do this. I, it's funny enough. I, I actually do the same thing. <clears throat> There'll be times like when before I'm falling asleep, you know, kind of your mind just kind of wanders around. And Marvel will come up and I'll be thinking about scenarios and specific um, instances of 
how I would deal with these kinds of situations in Marvel, like Marvel two and, and especially um, what kind of punishes would be optimal at this you know point in time. So kind of breaking down the game in your mind, it's funny, like you can actually replay a lot of the matches right in your head and you're like thinking about these endless possibilities. And like you said, you just go down a rabbit hole. Oh so. man, it's so bad. Yeah. So bad, brother. I think uh, I think 05, 06 was probably the worst time uh, in terms of priorities of, of putting the game first before anything else, family, friends, uh, my relationships. Uh, it was really bad. This game had taken over my entire life because I felt that it was the only good thing in my life at the time. Yeah. And that's and that's being serious. I I wasn't happy with myself, with who I was, uh, wasn't happy with the things that I had accomplished or had failed to accomplish. This was the only thing that I felt was a real passion of mine to pursue. Right. And it 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 still plays an impact. It still makes an impact on me to this day. Um, but that was 2005. 2006 was a little different. This is where everything... This was the first revolutionary moment for me in terms of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a buddy of mine, Carlos, uh, who... You guys may know as Infrit in the Marvel Three community. Yep. Him and I were were friends, uh, and we also spent a lot of time at the Montebello Mall together. We'd hang out, we'd, we'd run games. Uh, eventually, he got a job there at Arcade World, and we were there due to Ramal Rats. We'd be there from open to close, and oh, wow. we would just be grinding, man, hanging out, talking about Marvel and other things, and all that. It was by chance that a player named Dominic came into the arcade one day yeah in the community you guys may know him as speed racer speed racer yeah and he was the first person that used high tier high tier characters on me and he played cable sentinel commando on me also known also known as team Team scrub Scrub. yeah and at the time i hate that team by the way (laughs) yeah don't we all (laughs) You have to remember the characters that I was using. I was using Jill, Strider, Spider-Man, Akuma, and I was just getting annihilated All by this guy. Like low, low health yeah. characters. Mind you, I'm trying to hit him with basic day one combos, and he's hitting me with air hyper viper beam and hyper sent. He's just destroying my team. Yeah. And at the time, I'm thinking, wow, this guy must be the the best in the world. And he was a cool, he was a cool guy. We ended up uh, chopping it up a little bit. We talked. And he introduced me to uh, a whole new world that I didn't even know was was possible. Uh, the world of local arcades yeah. and each arcade having its own level of competition. And people just like me that were invested in the game at such a level of commitment. Right. And you f- had finally found people that had that same passion and 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 desire to be better like, like you. Right, right. Yeah, so. And the, the word that I kept putting in my mind was community this was a Mm. community of people like me that wanted to better themselves in the game yeah and uh by the time him and i got comfortable with each other i was already using magneto storm doom that was my new team oh okay and i was using yeah and i was using uh doom with the photon assist the oh wow the pink lasers. <laughs> the pink lasers, the and the only reason lasers. why was because I didn't know how to fight against Sentinel. So Sentinel t- takes a flight mode, and I would hit that assist. It would catch him out of the and air. it would catch him out of the air. Yeah. But hello, it, free unfly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no conversion, obviously. But that was right. the only answer that I had. Um, 
So going from low tier to MS Doom was was a transition on its own. I was I took a character out like Spider Man and I put in Magneto. So I was using Jill, Strider, and then I would save Magneto for last. For last. I, I had no dude, I had no assist game and nothing. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> And then I took out Jill and I put in Storm. And then I took Strider out and I put in Doom. So I got there eventually right. through trial and error. Okay, I think this team is a good fit. Um, things changed for me when Dominic introduced me to James Games in Upland, California. They recently closed their doors uh, last year. But shout at the time, yeah, shout out to James Games. This is the place where it was my old stomping grounds. And I met a lot of a lot of people there, a lot of characters, and uh, I was able to level up through uh, playing these guys. This was what I call a rude awakening. This is a rude awakening of uh, real competition for me. Um, have you ever been there? Have you been to? No, but I had heard. Um, isn't this where Gutex was playing Third Strike at the time? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. They did have a very heavy third uh, Street Fighter Three, yeah, uh, Third Strike community, so, yeah. but I'm not sure if he was there. But either way, uh, when I got there, I realized that I was leagues below everybody else in terms of competition. Yeah. And w- and I'm talking about back when you had guys there every Friday night, every Saturday night, from 7 p.m. to 3 in the morning, closing time. Wow. We're talking about uh, pr- practically a, a full shift at work. A work shift. A yeah. work shift, yeah. A eight-hour shift. At, at that arcade. Yeah. And we're talking about names like Mike Ross, back when Mike Ross was playing. Mike Chaos, shout out to Mike Chaos. Uh, Achilles, Rubillionaire. Uh, Reset. Reset was a, yeah, he was a problem. Uh, Ace. Just a bunch of killers there, man. Every Friday night, every Saturday night. And I was getting mauled. I was getting destroyed by everybody. My biggest problem, Ivan, was that I didn't know how to play against Sentinel. I thought that... Ironically s- enough, huh? Oh, man. I thought this <laughs> character is the absolute worst. What a scrubby character. What <laughs> Man, you wow, you really need Sentinel on your team to win, huh? Yeah. You cheater. <laughs> it was, Out-prioritizing me. Out-normals. Like, oh, how dare you fly back and, and <laughs> stay away from... Yeah. It was terrible, brother. But um, you have to take your L's. In this game, for everybody who's listening, and if you're new to the community, if you're new to the game, you're going to have to take some L's, yeah, some losses, if you want to level up. Yes, absolutely. You're going to have to develop a thick skin because you are going to take, inevitably, a lot of L's before you get better. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do, too, with the skill ceiling in this game. It's just ridiculous. It's one of the reasons why I absolutely love this game. Um, you can... You can spend a lot of hours honing your craft, but then you'll meet someone else that just is that much better. And you 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 start realizing like, man, how much more do I actually have to put in to get this good? Oh boy, I get like, goosebumps. I yeah, get goosebumps man, just by like, hearing you say that. Yeah, like you just, you can just, the sky's the limit. You can just keep pushing and pushing until, you know, we've seen obviously magnetro's videos and what's possible um uh hopefully being able to push that like as a human player i mean i've seen you incorporate a lot of that tech into your game ken it's it's very admirable too because a lot of these ideas originally were like we didn't think they were possible to replicate in a match right so yeah this this game just 
it just gives the more you give uh the more it, it gives rewards you so for, yeah for the young players that are coming um definitely just remember to stick with it and one of the biggest things is learn from your mistakes you know get seek out input definitely ask other players if you're curious about something um just ask and be curious and be willing to you know put in the time so absolutely around this time uh we're talking late 2006 now where it's late 2006 and i've been picking up things here and there i have some combos down i know more familiar with movement in terms of magneto and storm yeah I'm getting better, but not where I want to be. Dominic at this time introduces me to the world of aliases and the world of uh, personas behind the person, behind the player, and how each person, each each big player, I should say, has a nickname for themselves or an alias. Yep. And at the time, I thought, well, I don't know what I would call myself. Um I, I'm, my mind is blank and he suggested the chaos nickname saying that my style is very very overwhelming all over the place uh unorthodox unorganized at times very chaotic yeah and it hit me and i and Boom. lo and behold <laughs> chaos was born he created a monster i yeah i guess he did yeah <laughs> Uh, the one other highlight from 2006 was my very first encounter with uh, Chris Vasquez, a.k.a. Magnus. Magnus will forever be my very first mentor uh, for the game. Uh, the guy would come in mysterious. He would just destroy us with low-tier characters. Oh, wow. And then he would just bounce. As mysterious as he showed up, <laughs> he left just he the left same. He left just the same. <laughs> and I would see him every so often. And every time I would see him, I would say... Oh damn! There go there goes my uh, win streak. Or oh man, I'm gonna have to spend some money today because this guy is just way too good. And that he sense was of dread that would just kind of come over you. This guy would do so much damage with whatever character he picked. Yeah. I mean, granted, I didn't know any better, but at the time, I thought this guy was the pinnacle of the of the game. Uh, we'll get more into into Magnus as we as we continue. But sure. now we're in 2007. Okay. Sentinel is still not in my arsenal yet. I'm still thinking, nope, nope, I'm not going to pick the character. I'm not going to give in. You have like this personal vendetta. Yeah, I I can't do it. I cannot do it. (laughs) At this time, MSP is my team now. Magneto, Storm, Psylocke. Why MSP? I'm convinced that the offense, the offensive approach is the only way that I can play. I can't zone. I can't play you in a lame way. I can't keep away from you. I need to be in your face. I need to overwhelm you. I need to Love it. pin you down and just take care of business and on yep. to the next match. That yep. that was my my whole uh, game plan yep. at the time. As far as uh, outside of the mall, which I was hanging out, sure. I didn't really have a lot of resources uh, to play the game at home. Um, I had the PS2 version, which was terrible. And I had the Street Fighter Anniversary Stick, which if you guys are familiar with, <laughs> yeah. I was using a stock Street Fighter anniversary stick. And those buttons are like whack-a-mole buttons, <laughs> man. They're so high. Mind you, I'm, I, 
the noise that they make when you, when yeah, you slam absolutely. them. I used to have that stick and it was absolutely awful. Yeah. I had my dad knocking on the door. Hey, you need to keep it down and all this and that. And yeah. it's just, you can't play comfortably. This is before the advent of like silent Sanwa buttons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays you can buy silent buttons to muffle the noise yeah. and that way you're your roommates or whoever's with you can sleep peacefully at night while your family used to hate when i would play like, yeah same here we're trying to sleep you know and we would be cracking it out until like the middle of the night yeah you know absolutely yeah and even then that's, that's not enough yeah um so msp is my team i'm continuing i'm still going to james games every friday night every saturday night once again my friends want to hang out uh my girlfriend wants to do something i'm like Whatever you want to do, it's got to be during the week. It's got to be on Sunday because Friday and Saturday is for Marvel. That's it. You know what? In retrospect, for somebody who isn't familiar with our world and the way it works and our passion for the game, I don't think a lot of people would have the patience for a relationship like that. I don't know. Yeah, how, I don't know no, how you feel about I, that. I think I think you're right. Um, I'll, I'll just I well, I've seen it. You know, over the years, a lot of people that have gotten into the game, they they eventually kind of just burn out and, and fall off. Um, I think it's just, again, attributed to this. This game is not easy. It's 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 especially at the high the higher levels like it, it gets really brutal. Um, so, again, having to be able to be able to take your L's when you need to and, and like really learn. A lot of people just don't have the patience to do it. Yeah, um, I even see it in the comments all the time. It actually pisses me off quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> people talking about like, oh, I keep picking the same three characters. You're so boring. You know, this gets repetitive and yada yada. I'm like, but you don't. Those people don't understand. Like, you can have two players pick the same team and yet they can play it in vastly different ways. Um, the style is completely different. It's and that's the thing about this game is that it allows you to express yourself in a way that no other game or in my opinion has re really come close to um you can really impose your will on this yeah um people <laughs> you can see them break like you know it's <laughs> funny it's funny that you mentioned the skill gap yeah uh around this time and it's still 2007 um around this time dominic is still introducing me to different aspects of the game including the community outside of our local area uh, this is the first time that I learn about players like Justin Wong, uh, like uh, Sanford, um, all Sue, of these different Sue Mighty, Sue Mighty Rokan. all these yeah, all these different names that were already placing high in tournaments, and I'm learning about e Evolution, the the tournament in Las Vegas. Yep, it's a whole different world for me, and I'm and I'm thinking, man, you know what? I I'm struggling with competition in my local arcade, yeah, and. I remember driving home one day thinking, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to compete with players of this caliber if, I, if I'm if i struggling to beat Dominic? Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to beat... I can't even beat this guy. Yeah. And he doesn't place in tournaments. He doesn't... You know, he hasn't uh, won evolution or anything like right. that. I'm just comparing skill. Pow I'm thinking power levels, like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. It, I, I just... Don't so the only solution I had was I got to keep going, I have to keep going. Uh, it was also near the end of the year where I also met Ray for the first time, uh, who you guys may know as Spartan. Shout uh, outs to Ray, shout outs to Ray, man. That's that's the brother right, that's there. The homie right there, yeah. It was around this time that Ray was still very heavy into the game. Um, this was right before he took a, 
a hiatus due to personal reasons. I met him, ran some games with him, and I got destroyed. Ray already knew how to do uh, Sentinel fast fly and unfly combos, and they just blew me away. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah, it just blew me away. I just couldn't understand how good you could be with with the robot, and he was the first person to show me that. What a lot of people didn't know is that during this year, even though I was so <laughs> against the character Sentinel, yeah. a lot of people didn't know that I spent the whole year, the whole year of 2007, in training mode using Sentinel. <laughs> pra- so, so just out of curiosity, what ended up um, turning that that gear in your head for? Because you know, obviously, up until this point, you were completely against the character, right? You're like, I'm never gonna pick this. Yeah, exactly. And now. You're starting to kind of maybe Dude. you're reconsidering. So what what caused the you know the change there? I had to learn the character in order to learn how to defeat it. Yeah. So I put myself in the in the cockpit and um, tried to learn how to do basic combos. I still didn't know about the advanced tactics like unblockable lasers or unfly or anything like that. Yeah. I was just practicing the basics and movement and stuff like that, and. Eventually, I did incorporate the unfly movement and fast fly, but I didn't want to use him in actual matches. Interesting. If if you're at an arcade and you're putting up fifty cents every round, oh yeah, I didn't want to be throwing away my <laughs> money, basically throwing away my money picking a character that wasn't ready to be debuted. Yeah, with, with top caliber competition, He's still in prototype. Yeah, he was still in beta, beta version, in development. Yeah, coming yep. soon. Yep. So by the time 2008 came around, it's time, brother. Sentinel is ready. He is prime. He's prime, yeah. I felt he was ready to be debuted. I spent so much time in training mode that I had my setups ready to go. Oh. Unfly, fast fly. Uh, Magnus shows up one day and he introduces me to refly. And that blew my mind. I thought when he came in one day and I thought, okay, I'm going to show him some Sentinel stuff. Yeah. He hits me with a refly. And at the time, I didn't even know what it was. But I recognized what he did. Right. And you're like, and oh, I my said, God, is that possible? I said, did you, I said, did you short? Did you hit me with a low kick? Unfly, and then you flew again, and you hit me with a low kick again? And he said, yeah, it's called a refly. And my mind was just... <laughs> blown i couldn't believe it and i and i thought i need that a whole nother a avenue. whole nother avenue yeah, yeah i, I thought seen. i need that and it was a feeling that i had experienced so much yeah. so many times over yeah. of it's almost euphoric yeah honestly. of finding something out oh my goodness let me see what i can do with this yeah and my play style at this point in terms of uh, not just sentinel but with magneto and storm yeah. was i i spent so much time in training mode that i had so many combos it was just combos 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 the only thing that i was lacking was were uh, were fundamentals fundamentals yes because you can learn as a, as a player and for everybody who's barely picking up the game or whatnot you can have as many combos as as you want but if you can't land them in a match yes. because your opponent keeps you away or neutralizes your offense they do you no good yeah funny enough that's one of the one of the things that I had learned um, as I was playing the game, I was like, wow, I practice all these combos, but I can't seem to land it on anybody. Like, I can't even open someone up in order for me to even use them. Absolutely. So that's when I kind of changed my mindset of like, okay, I need to figure out 
this neutral and figure out how how to open somebody up and what kind of uh, adaptations I need to make in order to do this. Absolutely, uh, yeah. and you might have that, and that's why you have players like uh, like Neo or somebody like Wes, blockable laser, who will beat you with just fundamentals alone. They don't need fancy combos. They don't need right. flash. It's just flow chart straight up fundamental play yes uh so you you can take one of the two routes and then eventually you're going to meet in the middle yeah you can you can go the combo video route and then your fundamentals will catch up to you eventually through the matches or you can just stick to fundamentals and then you'll learn your combos as you go right and then eventually the two rivers are going to merge and then you're ready to just move forward yeah that's when you're ready to kind of incorporate resets and be a little bit more fancy absolutely absolutely Uh, anywho, so 2008, um, as I mentioned, I had my combos down, no fundamentals. I experienced my first tournament setting, which was uh, at East LA um, College, ELAC. They had a local tournament. I enter, and I win. You win? I won, wow. yeah. Okay. I won my tournament against Edgar Cruz, a.k.a. Smooth Assassin from San Diego. And it was... This was the very first time that I had a tournament. I w- didn't know about the double elimination, <laughs> the double elimination setting. So I met uh, Smooth Assassin in winner's finals. So for those of you that are listening, uh, you have uh, your your regular bracket. You have your semifinals, your winner's finals, and then you have loser's finals yes. for the double elimination. And then the winner of that meets the winner in grand finals. Yes. So Edgar and I played winner's finals and i beat him barely i might add what was and, he using and what were you using uh, i was using mss drones at this point okay so you were on mss mss drones, drones. yeah okay and he picked uh blackheart sentinel commando i believe well one of the teams that i hate the most yeah well i think team watson and the called. funny thing was <laughs> i beat him I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was uh, three out of five yeah i beat him i get up and I pump my fist into the air, and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yes!" And I and I reach over and I offer my hand to Edgar. And I'm like, "Hey, good games, bro. Thanks for the opportunity." Like I'm just pumped up, and he's just looking at me like I'm stupid. And he's like, <laughs> uh, "We have another another match after this. Like it's not over yet." And I'm like, "Oh, it ain't over till it's over." <laughs> So I had to sit back down and wait for the losers finals, and then I, I met him again in grand finals, and this time I beat I beat him again. Did you and do it again? I did it again, <laughs> and then this time I was like, "All right, are we good this time?" And he said, "Yeah, salty as you know, salty as fuck, but whatever." <laughs> um, that was my first tournament win. I felt like I was on top of the world. Yeah, that must and, have been extremely gratifying with especially all the work that you had put in. Oh yeah, to definitely get up to that point. You know? Definitely, man. Um, Dominic introduces me again to uh, SRK, which. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it was uh, Shoryuken, Shoryuken.com. Yes. A website that had forums dedicated to fighting games. You could go and look up uh, information on your favorite fighting game. There was community boards. There people was specific uh, matchup information that people yeah. would post. Um, a lot of breakdown videos. I remember there was like a video section too yeah. where the people would upload here and there. Very informative. The Wikipedia of fighting games. Uh, and it was very helpful for, for a player like me who went in and found another avenue to kind of put myself out there. And connect with, other, again, other players um, from all across the country now. Absolutely, yeah. So at this time, bro, just to kind of put a timestamp on where we are, at this time I'm using MSS drones. 
So now my Sentinel is ready. He's ready for action. And I'm doing things in match that a lot of people haven't seen before. Um, well, at least locally, at least. Yeah. And I feel I'm getting this sense of, you know what? Maybe the skill gap isn't so wide. Maybe these guys in the East Coast, uh, in the Midwest, maybe they're not so so much above me. Maybe so far I have. Away. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm I'm talking about like Sanford, Justin Wong. Yeah. I said these these are the guys to beat. I don't know if I'm there yet, but I also don't think I'm too far away from them. Right. Remember, this is 2008. I'm already like, uh, I still don't have a clear sense of where I'm at, but I feel like I'm getting there. At this point, I meet uh, Mike Chaos and Dark Prince. Oh, oh yes. The infamous interview. Oh, yes. If you guys are OGs <laughs> or even O-Niners, you guys are very familiar with Mike Chaos and uh, Dark Prince. Uh, two guys, former, former best friends, um, would go to James Games, and they were elite competition for me. Uh, they, they knew the ins and outs of the game. They had a lot of uh, runaway, keep-away teams. Uh, they had good good offense as well. Yeah. Good training partners. These guys were a couple of guys that I affiliated with uh, near the end of 2008. And we were ready to kind of uh, make a statement, I guess you could say. Yeah. It well, was. Yes, a- definitely. I mean, that video has long been. Before we get into that, okay. <laughs> Before we get into that, uh, remember, at this time, I've only been going to James games. Dominic, one of his last favors, I guess, that he did for me was he introduced me to Regency Fun Center in Lakewood. And when I got to Regency, it was like apples and oranges in terms of uh, the community that was there. When I got to James games, everybody was kind of to themselves yeah um but they were cordial you know if you talk to somebody they would they would uh, acknowledge you whatever the case is right. you could have a conversation when i got to regency and i played these guys um guys like uh dextrous regency ricky uh regency rob uh wes blockable laser yeah uh, a lot of these guys they already had their close-knit clicks so they weren't really open to outsiders yeah or, or it kind of it kind of felt that way for yeah, me definitely. for me at least definitely. i tried to make conversation or something i didn't really get much of a response right and they made it very clear from the get-go that i wasn't uh i wasn't welcome you wasn't welcome there yep i guess i, I if that's if that's what the intention was uh, sure put it out there it, it may not have been that but <laughs> that's what i felt yeah. and and i wasn't really welcome with open arms but whatever that that was that um, when I started talking to Dark Prince and Mike Chaos about it, and I let them know, hey, this isn't, you know, I don't understand why they're not very receptive, I guess. But they they took that, or at least Dark Prince did. He saw an opportunity to take that anger that I had, that bitterness that I had, and turn it into something that could be used to create hype within the community. Yeah. So that's when the infamous chaos interview uh, <laughs> took off. So, nineteen-year-old, twenty-year-old me with, uh, you know, all buzzed up on uh, Everclear and who kn- who knows what else, yeah. got on the microphone and I just ripped into this arcade, man, to Regency. You did, and I let him know how I felt, man. 
uh, as a young guy, I couldn't separate the the person from the alias. Yeah. If you're in the fighting game community nowadays and you have an alias, a lot of times these guys are playing a character. Yes. It could be okay. it could be uh, somebody that's completely different from your your own persona that you you know the person that you are outside of the game, or it could be your persona but just turned up to ten, kind of like pro wrestling. Yeah, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah, so, no, same here. I mean. Yeah, so uh, but the only problem was that I didn't know how to separate that. So I thought these guys didn't want to talk Marvel with me. So I thought, oh, they must have a problem with me <laughs> on a personal level. Yeah. So when I got on this video, I hit them with personal insults. Yeah. I hit them with personal jabs and then they were actually they weren't just jabs, but I dropped a lot of bombs on them. Yeah. That weren't that had nothing to do with the game. It was just my bitterness and, and my anger just kind of flowing out, you <laughs> yes, know what I mean? Yes, it was definitely. I regret the video and I've made Everybody who I offended in that video, I've made peace with. Uh, a lot of these guys are actually good friends of mine nowadays. Wes was was the one that got hit the hardest in that video. Oh yeah, I was I was about to mention it. Yeah. Do you want me to? Yeah, go ahead, bro. <laughs> yeah. So Ken Ken ends up, uh, you know, mentioning uh, somebody goes by Wes uh, Blockbuster. Oh uh, no, no, Cockbull, Cockbull Laser. So <laughs> that was one of the the big bombs that he had thrown down. And um, I'm not sure if the, is this video still up on YouTube by any chance, or do you know? Uh, I, I haven't checked actually. I think it got taken down. It did got taken down. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, yeah. I mean, Ken was was just ripping everybody a new one there, and uh, he he mentions a pretty infamous line at that point. He says, um, "If you don't know me, you will." And uh, yeah, I mean those. Those words have still rung true. I did say that, yeah. yeah. This is chaos. If you don't know who I am, you will. You will. Trust me. Yeah. I did say that. It was very ominous. Yes, you were. <laughs> very ominous. But you know what? Um, the The main problem that these guys had was that I was very, I was very pumped up uh, about the game. And my enthusiasm would show when I'd be at the arcade. You're and I would get hype. And a lot of people were just, you know, they weren't with that. Yeah. Which is fine, you know, but... Um, it's so funny, huh? How that works. Like, for for a game that they obviously all loved, and you were very enthusiastic about it, you were passionate about yeah. it, and then it's I guess it's it's considered uncool to like show any kind of emotion like this. I was like, oh no no, I wanna I wanna keep my you know my macho. I guess you know, I guess so, it. man. And I understand I understand nowadays if you don't want to be around certain types of energy. Uh, if if we want to practice and you're a guy that I personally don't like or something like that, yeah. I'm not going to want to sit down and even if you're a good player, yeah. I'm not going to want to sit down and play you because the energy just doesn't match. Yeah, I understand that. I get that. Yeah. Um, have you ever felt like that? I have, yeah. Absolutely. Before. There are a lot of players. Dude, there's a lot of people in this community that are very... Uh, I don't like to say two-faced... But there are a lot of players that will hit you with false, uh, false with a false gen approach that they intend to be genuine uh-huh. to get you to sit down. Hey, you know what? Let's run some games because they're trying to get something out of you. Yeah. A lot of people will want to play me because they want to they want to test themselves, and that's fine. But if you're one way with me in in person, and then you're another way 
behind my back, you're just and I find out about it. That this I just fly. don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I just don't want to deal with you. Fly. Yeah. It doesn't. So with these guys going back to Regency, and mind you, the competition was killer. These guys had a plethora of players that had very high skill, high skill sets. Yeah. And I learned a lot, and I got, and I was able to get a lot of, of uh, techniques from the players there, guys like Rob and Wes himself. Um, I picked up a lot of things from them. So shout outs to those guys. Uh, and the competition, their style was different from the players from James Games. Mind so? you, How mind so? you, we weren't that far apart. But James Games had a lot of players that focused more on the runaway style. So they were the playing safe. more of a lame game? Yeah, and at Regency, you had more Magneto-based players. Interesting. A lot of more MSPs, a lot more MSS players. And so being able to expose myself to both scenes, both arcades, helped me as a player yeah. to kind of f- fuse those techniques together. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough. Mind you... In my personal life, okay, now with two arcades, what do I have to do? Oh, yeah. I mean, considering you were dealing with quite a bit with just one arcade. Exactly. How did you? Exactly. So now for my girlfriend or whoever, now I got to say, or my family, if something's going on in an event, I had to try to find a way to skip out of it. Regency popped off on Wednesday nights. So Wednesday night, don't talk to me. Don't. We're not we're not going out. I'm not I'm not doing anything. Wednesday nights for Regency and Friday night is still for James Games. So now I have another day of the week that where I'm booked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Talk about priorities. <laughs> anyway, uh going back to the interview. So I hit these guys hard and I remember I gave it about a week. I gave it about a week to uh to kind of simmer, Simmering. simmer down, and settle with the community. Yeah. And SRK, the forums, they were blowing up. They were blowing up, saying that who is this guy? Like who is this guy? This chaos guy? <laughs> Who's? I mean, who who is he? And I had nothing on YouTube on me, except for maybe like two videos or, or three that uh, Carlos had put up on his YouTube. Yeah. And other than that, no match videos, nothing. Nobody knew who I was. They just knew that I was. Trying to kind of put myself out there. Yeah. I'm trying to put a stamp on. Exactly. So I insulted a lot of people. One of them uh, was Bill Wellman. Another guy who didn't really like that I was trying to force my way into the the talks of top level players, I guess you could say. Yeah. Here in the West. Yeah. And I never wanted to be that guy that said, hey, I can beat this guy, I can beat that guy. I just wanted to, I was looking for some kind of recognition. Oh, he's pretty good. That's all I needed, and I never got it. And some sort of like validation. Yeah, I'm, I was a person that was putting in how many hours during the week? So many freaking hours, man. Yeah, so many hours, so much time, and I was not getting recognized for it. And if you're, and if you do that with anything else, it's bound to do something for you, even if it is a passion. Yeah, you want to be an artist. You want to record music. You want to do something. I don't know. And you get to that upper echelon where you get people that see it and they're like, ah, no, nah, he's not that good. Or, right. No, nah, you kind of suck at that. People are usually very quick to discredit. It's an ego thing, man. Yeah, and, I'm a very, and I'm a very competitive person. Yeah. So 2009 was the year where I just made a lot of enemies, bro. I made a lot of enemies. But at this point, I had shifted to, you know what, I don't care. Because now the number one person at each of your arcades is going to be me. <laughs> that was my mindset. Yeah. 
that was regardless of whether they regardless whether you like me or or not not, yeah and when i showed up to regency the following week after this interview was put out it was very awkward man it was very awkward and the first person that i played on the cabinet was wes (laughs) and goodness and i I remember i i remember i beat him i remember i beat him and then everybody was just quiet. Like I could hear something like whispering in the background and whatnot. Yeah. But when I finally hopped off uh, the cabinet, uh, one of the guys approached me. His name is Jason. He goes by a short term. And he asked me, he said, hey, man, what's what's up with that uh, that interview that you put out? And I said, oh, I'm trying to get so-and-so to, to money match. And he said, yeah, but on there you weren't really – talking about money you were you were throwing some personal shade in there yeah and when he said that it kind of it kind of lifted the veil for me because i was speaking from the chaos character i guess you could say yeah but i didn't realize that not everybody was going to take it that way uh, since i was being so personal with these uh with these insults and i realized you know what that was a little much. Yeah. It was, yeah. I kind of overstepped my my boundaries with that one. Yeah. And mind you, uh, Marvel 2 is known to be a very disrespectful game. But this is one oh, absolutely. Why, why I love it. Um, I think no other game in the fighting game community um, even comes close to the, in terms of like rawness that, yeah. that Marvel 2 brings. For sure. Like, when we have something to say... We're going to say it. We're going to say it. And whether or not you like it or not, it's just, it's going to be out there. Um, our shit talking, you know, all the trash talk that happens, it's it just adds to the hype. And there is no other game that brings that kind of energy. You can, you can name any other game in the FGC. It doesn't come close. I'm sorry, guys. Um, for the people that are unaware of that, um, the sooner you acknowledge that, the better. But yeah, Marvel 2 just brings an energy that is unmatched. And, and you know, to add to that, not just insulting the per- the people the trash talk outside of the game yeah but you can insult someone during the game without and without speaking a word yes. and for me there's there's something just so you guys know there's something that irks the hell out of me uh during matches and that's when i get hit with my own moves <laughs> yeah. i don't know why <laughs> even if it's something okay i'm not going to say that i you know, I have a setup or something, and I and I'm not going to say that I invented it, but if I'm the player that uses that setup often, and then someone makes it a point to hit that setup on me or something like yeah. that, <laughs> it irks the hell out of me. Like, hey man, can you can you come up with your own moves, man? <laughs> <laughs> Just bucks the shit out of me, dude. Goodness, but that's it's, when you know that they've watched you quite a bit. Yeah, and then they end up uh, labbing that specific setup, yeah. and then trying to use it against you. So 2009 chaos was chaotic one. That was my SRK uh, username. And I feel like I left chaotic one in 2009. Uh, I was introduced to another arcade called family fun arcade in Granada Hills. That's actually the, yeah, that's the arcade that, uh, I went to first, but I was really a little kid. Yeah. That's dude. That's far. Yeah. I don't know why my family decided to go there, but yeah, it was just like, I was a young, I was a little kid, but. I remember this, just going to this arcade and there was like a crowd of people around an arcade. I couldn't see because I was just, I was a little kid and and these were all adults at the time. So 
I looked and I was just trying to find my way through the crowd and I'm looking up and the very first thing I see is like Marvel versus Capcom 2 and I'm watching Magneto do a uh, hypergrav Tempest combo uh, mid-screen with all these shards coming out and I'm like what the heck and then Doctor Doom doing his thing with his super so I'm like dude this this is incredible like I'm watching the the combo counter go through the roof and I'm like wow yeah. the fact that I, like one day I'll be able to I want to be able to do something yeah, like this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that kind of just was really inspiring to see. Yeah. yeah. Family Fun Arcade for me was the uh, the mecca of competition yeah. uh, for SoCal. Um, I wasn't there, obviously, for the earlier days of Southern Hills Golfland yeah. or any other, or Super Arcade in its heyday. But um, FFA, for me, that was top-level competition. You had players like Neo, Elan. Uh, Finesse. Finesse was the god of the cabinets at that arcade. Yeah, Finesse was really good. The only problem was that if you weren't used to the the buttons or used to the the tension in the the joystick, you were at a disadvantage because all of the locals, they were already used to how to do things on there. And every every arcade had a different stick setup that you had to get used to. So if you weren't used to it, you were at a disadvantage if you were playing against somebody who was who's been going there for years constantly. Right. Finesse was another person that I saw that increased uh, the skill gap for me. I thought, oh, man, just when I thought I knew it all, this guy can't, would come in and his movement, his positioning, his uh, his block strings, even his offense was on, an, on a whole other level. Yeah. So it, it opened up the door for me to... Uh, play against other people and continue to increase my own skill set. Yeah. By the time 2009 was done, I had finally obtained the opportunity to money match against Wes, my original call out from the interview. And that day was a day where I thought I was going to quit the game because I was destroyed. We did a first to 10 wins uh, money match for $200. And he destroyed me 10 games to two. I only managed to beat him twice. And I thought for sure up until that point that I was untouchable. I thought nobody can stop me. Kenneth Villalobos was non-existent. It was just chaos all the time. Chaos, chaos, chaos. That's who I was. Yeah. It It had consumed me. I, I couldn't separate Chaos from Kenneth Villalobos anymore. When I played him and I lost, I felt like I was, what am I doing? What do I, where do I go from here after this? After being, after so much hype and so much animosity to lose in this fashion, can I bounce back from this? I I, I didn't know. These are character-defining losses. Dude, it was... I remember as soon as he got that last win, everybody was cheering. It was a whole arcade on against me, basically. Right. And it hurt even more that people from other communities came out to see it. Magnus came out to, to watch. A bunch of uh, OG players like Clockwork, they came out who would never really, really go. But they came out to witness it, and and I lost. Yeah. So I had a few minutes where I was just, dude, I... I I remember leaving the arcade, uh, walking out to the sidewalk and just kind of walking by myself. And what changed for me that day 
was the fact that Wes came out to talk to me. A lot of people don't know that. He came out and he talked to me. And oh, wow. he wasn't disrespectful. He didn't uh, say anything that was condescending. He gave me some real advice and some feedback on the match and what went wrong. What did he say? He, well, it's it's not always easy to hear about your mistakes. Right. But he let me know. there. He's like, there were times where you could have, you could have finished me. But you went for something that ended up costing you the match. And that was just me. That was just my style. I right. would always go for the fancy stuff. I would go for the unnecessary stuff. A lot of people think that I still do that to this day. Yeah, yeah. It's like a common criticism that I've heard. But, from you, but no. <laughs> but... At the time, it was really bad. It was really bad, and he was right. Everything he was telling me was was spot on, and it all bo- it all boiled down to the lack of experience. He said it's just experience, but so you just got you just got to keep playing. And I had no words. I had no words. I just I just told him, "Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that." Shout outs to Wes. Shout outs to Wes, dude. That's such a man. And to, you, to and hear that, like, even you, after all the stuff that you had said about him, yeah, and all this animosity that was built up over this match, and for him to go out of his way, which he didn't even have to do, mind you, he didn't have to do this. He completely destroyed you, and yet he goes out of his way to go and speak to you, and actually gives you really good advice. He did, man. Um, yeah, man. That's that's incredibly admirable to be honest he did it and uh i remember driving home and i i thought to myself um i don't know if i should keep going or not and for after that i don't remember i don't remember what happened Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know how long of a hiatus i took it could have been a couple weeks it could have been a month yeah but when i got back to the arcade when I would, I went back to Regency. A lot of people thought that I wouldn't wouldn't go to Regency anymore, <laughs> and I could tell that there were still some people. Even to this day, there might be some people that hold some kind of a grudge because of that, and I don't blame them. You know, I don't blame them for being still being offended over what I said or, or what I did, and that's something that I, I've grown to accept. You know, you can't please everybody, right? But I am grateful that somebody like Wes was able to. Yeah, and he's a very introverted guy. Uh, for him to super nice, by the way, super nice guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah but for him to open up and kind of talk to me about it after everything that I did and bury the hatchet, squash it, you know. Yeah. It spoke volumes to me on how to be humble and how to approach things a little differently. Yeah. And I think chaotic one, you know, chaos one point I think he died that day. Yeah. He died that day, and. After that, I was a little bit more more humble as a player. Yeah. Um. After that, it, uh, that was my first money match experience. Uh, money matches became more of a staple after that. I think. Yeah. People started playing for money, saying, "Hey, you know what? Let's make things a little bit more interesting. Let's put <laughs> five bucks on the line, ten bucks." That kind of became the norm, I guess. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of started this whole era of like money matches now. And and that's all it is now, man. People are trying to get their their gambling on and yeah. and giving games and all that, and it's just turned into this whole freaking circus. But that's that's another topic. Yeah, we can we can delve into that some yeah. some other time. But yeah, I I agree with you. It it has turned into a circus in the sense where 
you know, people want to play with their as if it's like what man we're we're all grown adults too and what do you not have a have a job or something <laughs> like <laughs> you really need this you gotta money. be hustling <laughs> you gotta be hustling every single minute of your day I mean, yeah that sure. was fanatic bro fanatic <laughs> at ffa grimy son of a gun um but yeah man so after that whole experience you know him and i buried the hatchet and we were great friends man to this day yeah we still hang out we're still talking all that so i'm very i'll always be grateful for him and i let him know every time every time we grab a drink or something i'll say hey man you didn't have to do that i always tell him you didn't have to do that i'm grateful thank you for for extending that out to me yeah yeah i've, I've met wes a few times as well um and yeah i've, I've, not, I've had i can speak nothing but good things yeah, about super him. Great honestly guy, super awesome guy yeah. um even when i've had matches with him he's given me tips too on uh, what i should work on and um his insight on things and it's great you know because he has a whole lot of experience so yeah. um just be able to, just being able to talk with him and discuss strategies um regarding the game is just it's, it's a blessing you know absolutely and, yeah. but you know uh, putting myself out there like that there were a lot of people not just him and in the beginning of course yeah but there were a lot of people that didn't want to see me succeed players like uh, like bill wellman he and potter they had some kind of they, they didn't really like me too much maybe it was the way that i was my approach or, or whatever it was yeah um fanatic from ffa was another guy that was always very condescending yeah very dirtbag dirtbag approach to me yeah um who else uh Reset didn't like me too much either, and he always made it a point to beat me down, I guess, <laughs> whenever he got the chance, because <laughs> these guys were still better than me. These guys still had a lot more experience, under, and they had the combos to go with it, too. Yeah, I only had the combos, but I lacked in-match uh, experience, Yeah, so they made it a statement to kind of put me in my place whenever, whenever they could. Uh, in this game, I feel like the ranking system has taken a decline. A lot of people don't really care about ranks nowadays. But back then, you had to really cement yourself yes. in terms of ranks. So these guys wanted to make sure you're beneath us yeah. in terms of in terms of ranks. And that's why they would go out of their way to, to beat me. To beat you down. Yeah. Exactly. They want to beat you down and keep you down there. You know? Exactly. And then came the day where that's just not going to work anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but in terms of like Bill and Potter, they're in reset, all water under the bridge. You know, we have a great relationship. I actually just had some games with Bill yesterday. Great training partner, great dude, great host. Nothing yeah. but good things to say about him. Potter as well. And uh, it's just a good thing, man, when you can bury the hatchet and Absolutely. kind of put things behind you. It hasn't been the case with everybody, but for the people that are still rolling with me and and have accepted me, you know, as a, as a player, as a person, right. I'm forever grateful for that. Definitely. Especially past the persona. Now it's like, they really get to know you as a person. Um, that's, I feel like a lot of people, you know, particularly the ones that probably still have a grudge against you. Like they, they, well, like who, who do you think still has a grudge? <laughs> I mean, do we, you need to, we need to spice things up a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I can I can definitely mention some names, but <laughs> there's one in particular that everybody knows comes to mind, and uh, it's the one it's the match that we all want to see. You oh know? gosh, <laughs> the match that everybody wants to see. Oh yeah, boy, man, I mean, it's just two great players going at it. Come on, guys! Like you know, for the love of the game, everybody wants to see it. 
you both have a great amount of fans with each other. Personally, you know what I think too, Finn? In all honesty, if you two had met under different circumstances, none of this would have happened this way, the way yeah. it is now. Under different, because you guys are, you guys would have gone along so well in a parallel universe. Now we're doing like some Marvel multiverse shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think you guys would have gone along just fine, man. You know, it just sucks that that's just the way it plays out. But you know what, man? We're all human and we're here. Uh, we're here to learn. We're here to grow from each other. And at the end of the day, uh, we are still in the same community and it's all love, man. Like, yes, we, we are very passionate about the game and about the people that are that play this game as well as our respective coasts and things like that. Of course, I mean, I'm the same way. But at the end of the day, like I said, um, we are human beings and we all just want to have some good times and create some memories and really just put our stamp in the FGC. You know, I always, I've always said Marvel two is the greatest fighting game. There, there isn't another one that comes close. I mean, the Holy Trinity Trinity was Marvel two third strike CBS two in my my opinion. Right. But Marvel two just really takes it a, you know, a big step further. So it really does, man. The, one of my biggest regrets, um, from 2007 up to 2010 was not being able to compete at evo yeah that's that's a topic that's very controversial man and it irks a lot of people when the list of the greatest of all time is mentioned yeah because everybody everybody goes by everyone goes by uh the evo rankings um people that won evo or people that placed uh or what is it, ECC? Or what is it? Um, on the break? Yes. The East Coast tournaments? Yes. I unfortunately didn't have the the ability to attend any of these, these tournaments. You know? Yeah. The, uh, there were a lot of things that were going on in my life career-wise. I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in between jobs. I didn't prioritize correctly to be able to attend these tournaments. And that's why I was never able to see where I stood. Even like in 2009, that would have been a great year to go and see where I stood amongst these guys. And I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do it. Right. So that that will always be one of my biggest regrets. That being said, the greatest of all time list is something that I don't really talk about. I was about to ask you the same thing. I, yeah. I don't really you, talk about. Every, yeah. Every time that it's kind of been mentioned to you, you usually just go like, oh, well, I really don't care about that list. Yeah. And it's, it's fine. Like you have your stance on it because... You're still just trying to push the game and try. You're still trying to be the best player that you can be, regardless of whatever list, whatever wherever the chips may fall. You, you know, I, I'd hate for it to be like a uh, popularity contest, and it shouldn't be, right? As, or, a, as a wise man once said, they're making this a popularity contest, which is they're doing. Yeah. So they're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, man. So like, just the way that uh, you've approached the game and. You know, you've inspired a lot of players. It, it, it's just that's just the fact of the matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, your opinion on on that list was just like you don't really care. I don't really care, man. Um, it used to be because remember, chaotic one. The person that I was back then cared a lot about that. I wanted to push my way into those talks by force. Right. If you weren't talking about me. I was going to try and figure out a way for you to notice. 
or you to ignore or try to get you to acknowledge. Yeah, simple yeah. as that. Simple acknowledge as that. me. You want to be acknowledged. Acknowledge me. I'm here. I'm doing this. Yeah. I beat this guy. I'm in there. Yeah. I'm in there. And people didn't want to. They they didn't want that. The players that I mentioned before, they didn't want to see me rise to the top. Yeah. And I could have done it in a more humble way, but time was of the essence, man. Yes. The Marvel was Marvel Two was already on its on its final uh legs. Yes. Come two thousand nine, two thousand ten, it was already too late. Yeah. So when I missed my opportunity to go to these tournaments, it was already it was already done. Yeah. That's why Everything that I did for the for the last ten years, some people acknowledge it and some don't. All of the tournaments that I won, all the side tournaments, all of the big uh, first to tens, first to fifteens that I won, yeah, a lot of people are quick to dismiss because it wasn't under the umbrella of right evolution. I've always hated that personally. Uh, can I speak to that? Because um, the thing about this is that it's just you are being subjective. It is subjective to your opinion on what you think. Oh, he 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 didn't play during the prime time years. Okay, well, whatever. Like he didn't play during that time. To see where you've gone now with the game and where you've pushed like the boundaries of your characters to. I mean, it's it's going to be difficult to say like, oh yeah, you could definitely beat so and so and so and so. It's like we'll never know, right? We'll just never know. It's just right. that's just the fact of the matter. You'll never know. Yeah. Um, so you can say that they would beat you or you could say that you would beat them, but there's no way of really knowing. We can't go back in time. There is a way. How? Okay. There is a way. Thankfully, and I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful to know that there is a way to know that. And we've already experienced it. And that's through Duck Vader. Hmm. Duck, former former Evo champion who came back after I don't know how many years hiatus and played with us consistently. Yes. Continuously, not just against me or against guys like Ray, but Pasadena, all of the other small cliques that we have in the local area, he'd go to the sessions. And he's the only OG to come back and play with us consistently and still demolish everybody except for me. Yeah. Mind you, we've exchanged sets, right? right? Right. But... Me being able to beat him is a testament to, yes, I can hang with the old style. The this old, is a guy that's that's already acclimated to the new meta, yeah. the new style that's different now from from the way it was back then. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit more unorganized, a little bit more right. mash, mashy style now, I guess, if you want to say it. Yeah. It he, was able, he was able to get used to that and demolish everybody else still. Yeah. Pasadena can't beat him. Serbot can't beat him. Yeah. Right? That just I mean that just speaks volumes about how But him and I yeah, him and I I can beat him and he can beat me as well on a good day. Yeah. But for me to be able to beat him after he's he's already been used getting gotten used to our style and everything nowadays. Yeah. Any that that just goes to show that any old player can come back and get used to it again. Yeah. This is not professional sports where oh, he's too old, oh, he's too no, if you want to do it, you can come back and do it. Bill Wellman is, an, is another player prime that's example. come back, and he's stronger than ever now. Yeah, prime example. Prime example. If you want to come back and prove a point, you can do it. Yeah. A lot of people that like to hold on to the, oh, well, he wasn't around. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what it would have been like for him to play prime so-and-so. 
dude, you can talk to them and say, hey, man, why don't you get back in shape and, and play them and see what happens. Yeah. A lot of people just don't have the fire. They just anymore. don't have the fire. And you know what? That's not my problem. Right. That's exactly. not my problem. That's theirs. Yep. And they're quick to say, well, where were you? Or You know what? I wasn't there back then, but guess what? I'm here now. Right now. It's the same people that are ready to discredit you at yeah. any point in time. Any any chance that they get to try to discredit you, they will. Absolutely, and it just speaks man. it speaks about them and their own character. It's what they feel about themselves right. and they're projecting this now. And and just so. like I said, I, I didn't have I wasn't under the, the right situation to be able to be readily available to participate back then. Yeah. That's just what it was. And yeah. I'm in a much better place now the past 10 years to be able to be more more able to participate right and people will say well that's not our problem that you weren't there back then I, yeah I, I know but i'm just trying to make do with what i can do now yeah I, you and cannot go back and change things right? exactly there's nothing you can do about that the only and thing that's you can it do is just and i think it's a pride thing a lot of these guys don't want to come <laughs> back and dude, you have i have these dirt bags that uh will get a false not not a false, but they'll get like an alternate account, like on Xbox Live or, yeah. or PSN, and just because they don't want to be recognized, you know, they'll take they'll take a loss against somebody random. Nobody wants to say, nobody wants to hear. Oh, uh, I heard so and so beat you, uh, beat you online. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, there's ego, man. You know as as it's better than I do that there's ego absolutely. in this game. Yeah. I mean, it's. Um, I just feel like this game brings it out, exposes it more. Like, if you have an ego, if you have some sort of pride oh, for sure. issue. For um, sure. If you're a very competitive player, and I'm, I'm very competitive. Yeah. That's why I get so frustrated when I play anything else, like Ultra Street Fighter 4 or Street Fighter 5. <laughs> Street I can't Fighter stand 5. it. I can't stand it. <laughs> I'm so used to just imposing my will on people. Right. In Marvel 2 that I can't do it right. in any other game. We've talked about this at length because uh, we play a little bit of Street Fighter Four together. Yeah, um, and I've always, I've always told you, you, you have the combos there. It's just the, just having the patience to wait for not wait for your opportunity, let's say, but also just being able to recognize when that opportunity is going to bring itself up. Because, right. Yeah. Uh, Street Fighter in general is a lot slower paced game. Um, and you can impose your will. It just happens in a in a different way than than what Marvel Two is, um, but it's just a different flavor of fighting game. But I do feel like you, if you were to delve deeper into Street Fighter, um, I think it may help your Marvel Two game as well. I think it has, to be honest. And I know, yeah, yeah. I've seen that it has. Yeah, the yeah. time that I've spent in, in Street Fighter Four and uh, Street Fighter Five, it ha I feel like it has helped. Yeah. Another thing that's helped is switching teams. Nowadays, I'm picking uh, Sentinel Storm Cyclops. Team Matrix. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Chris and shout outs to Justin Wong. Yes. Because it, it's like the Sentinel scenario all over again. I thought, I would think to myself, I'm never going to pick this team. I cannot stand a team like this. <laughs> and now I prefer it over MSS. I've seen that. It's. <laughs> It's so it's been like I can totally see how addicting that game there that team has been for you. It has been. Yeah, it definitely has been. And that's why I'm a firm believer that with this game the learning never stops. Yeah. Even to this day there are things that I'm still figuring out to this day. 22 years later after the game has had been released. Yeah. 
that I'm still able to showcase. And thankfully now I have the the opportunity to do it in other avenues. Yeah. Like uh, the YouTube channel is popping up again. I'll, I'll uh, If you guys aren't following, uh, I'd appreciate a follow on the YouTube channel. I'm also putting out videos on Twitch every once in a while. And just different ways to get that content out to you guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of the stuff that you've done on, uh, you've put on YouTube recently, it's pretty hot, man. <laughs> pretty useless, too. <laughs> pretty useless. <laughs> but it is hot when you see it. I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is, this I is didn't know that worked. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, a lot. Of, I've heard that so many times over the years. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> and I'd always say, I thought you knew. <laughs> I thought you knew that worked. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, going back to that uh, greatest of all time list, um, the people that say that it's too late, you know, to to have these uh, these matches against the legends, I've pretty much had them all, yeah, except for one, yeah, and it's unfortunate, you know, that yeah. the, that the match can't happen from a professional standpoint. Yeah, man, that's from really a personal standpoint. I it uh, it it's irrelevant to me now because uh, the only thing that I'm missing out on. Is just an, another learning opportunity. Right. Win or lose, I'd take something away from that match and I'd be Absolutely. able to implement it, implement it to my gameplay. Yeah. And that says a lot that you say, like, you know, that. Yeah. Like, um, win or lose it, it's just you're going to learn something. Yeah. And uh, I feel like you both learn a lot about each other in that sense. Um, but I, I do think it's unfortunate, man. I, I just think, well, you know, we all have our own lives to, to deal with and we all have. Um, our own issues and things like that. Yeah, man. Um, at the end of the day, like... And we all deal with it in our own way. Some yeah, people do it head on man. and some people just run away. Yeah. They run away consistently because that's the only way they can handle it. And it's a shame. But you know what? Like you said, we all have our own lives and and that's it, man. To each their own, To man. each their own, brother. Yeah. It's... Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I speak for most of the community. You know, we, we all... We all wanted to see it and... Um, it's i know it could have happened you know under the right circumstances um but you know i i'm not i'm not i'm not giving out hope either yeah well or giving up hope i should say let's not uh let's not hold our breath on that but yeah i'm not gonna hold my breath either (laughs) (laughs) dude but going back to just just being able to though one of the things that that kind of still trips me out is being able to say that i faced justin wong or that i faced duck vader or Sanford, or even Sue Mighty, to be able to say that I shared a cabinet with these guys is, it's crazy. Because yeah. these guys are, are definitely journeymen yes. that have seen it all, that have done it all. Yeah. And for me to be able to share space with them and, and run these sets at a time where I thought, man, I'm never going to be able to catch up to these guys. <laughs> I remember, I remember clearly telling Carlos that at the arcade, at the Montebello Mall, that hole-in-the-wall arcade, telling him, watching, you know, YouTube uh, 144p videos on our freaking, on, uh, on our droid 1.0, <laughs> thinking, I'm never going to be able to, to beat these guys. Yeah. To holding sets. So now, holding sets over them. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. It's an incredible journey that you've actually it's crazy on, and another thing is how far this content has spread i did a list the other day 
of um, countries, countries that that I'm uh, that I'm known in. You brought you brought up New Zealand the other day. New Zealand. So so <laughs> far, just so you guys know how far the chaos moniker has reached, we have let's see, we have New Zealand, we have Mexico, we have shout out to Mexico, bro. Peru, we have Bolivia. I just found out the other day. Bolivia. Bolivia. Yeah. Oh, we have um, Canada. We have at least one person in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have thought Germany, to be honest. Germany, yeah. We have uh, the Philippines. The Philippines is the, a... The Philippines is another hotspot. It is it is a very big hotspot for... for Funny enough, um, should mention that. The very first person that introduced me to Marvel 2 was one of my good friends from middle school shout outs to roy santana um he introduced me into marvel 2 okay back in like 2000 i mean we were i was you know a young kid um he his older brother was really good at like magneto combos or just combos in general i mean the, Mm -hmm. the guy was a machine like he was consistently hitting combos and I remember thinking, I was like, man, I hope one day I can, I can be able to do this too. Cause it was hard. He would, he would try to teach me, um, certain combos and I would get some of the easier ones, but one of the harder ones was hypergraph tempest, but I was playing on pad at the time. Okay. So I just couldn't do it with pad. <laughs> like he just, I don't know how people do it, man. Yo, I, shout out to Thrilla yeah. for being able to be a pad monster, bro. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, uh, Daryl World Matthew on the Xbox controller. Daryl, guys, man. He, how he how he's know. able to do the unblockable. Um, I don't know how he does it with those two. freaking Bigfoot fingers of his. <laughs> it's Bigfoot. <laughs> Shout out to the Goofy <laughs> movie, man. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, dude. Like I don't understand how you guys bust combos in there, especially some of the more difficult ones that are more that require more dexterity. Yeah. How how do you guys play it on the pad? Oh, the other thing too was I I, I personally couldn't play on a on American stick. Like it always felt weird to me. Oh yeah. I felt like once the T E stick had come out and you even got like a stiffer spring on the T E stick, it just felt like butter. I was like, yeah. This is amazing. Like the buttons are like well spaced and like it just feels very responsive to me. I felt like the other ones were just always like I don't know it just the buttons didn't feel good the the input was a little bit delayed and then just the way the bat style stick but i mean that's that's what most of the arcades were like they're american style sticks yeah so you know shout out to the arcade warriors because you know they they were able to bust out their combos i just yeah man i always felt uh, like handicapped when I dude was on a side it. note they're super expensive now uh what the mostics yeah really or just the opticals in in general, oh, like yeah. the three sixties, the perfect three sixties, or the the good quality do they material still, that you want to get. Still, okay, not, where, where can you where can you actually? It's all private party sales. That's what I figured. It's all private party Plain sales. Enough, the good qual the good quality parts that you want to get. But I've seen them go up. Uh, my friend Daniel showed me the other day. They're going up for just the parts alone. It's like three hundred dollars. Wow. Back when you could buy a full stick set for like what one fifty or something like that, yeah. you could even get it like on Craigslist for like a hundred bucks. It's crazy, man! Just swap out the yeah. parts yourself. Going um, back to the countries, man. Uh, to be known in nine countries, that's that's pretty surreal, man. Yeah. Even if it's just one person, like just to know that it's 
extended that far to where somebody out there in another country has said, hey, have you seen the new Chaos video or <laughs> or something like that? It's just, it blows my That's mind. That's mind-blowing. Yeah, man, for sure. It is. And it all started at that little arcade in Montebello, and it's turned into this big, you know, for me to be able to want to do this with you yeah, and and talk about this, and, we're, and we have so many stories to tell and yeah. so much lore to kind of share with the community. It's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, that's one of the things that I think this podcast, I feel like we could really uh, give a lot of people just great stories. And I feel there's like just so much lore that is untapped that people have, have like they just have these personal stories, but you don't really hear about them. Right. You know, um, but there's just so much to say, like, you know, I, we would want to like have guests, you know, and, and come in and tell their story. And um, I, I don't want these to be lost is what I'm trying to say, you know, to time, you know, like you'll never hear about them again, you know. So I Absolutely, want those stories guys. to be told and, and, and to be recorded so that we can we can listen to it and you can have future generations because once we're gone, guys, like that's it, man. That's it. You have to make it count while we're here. That's it. And and Ivan really uh, nailed it on the head with what we want to do moving forward. And that's get other people on, on here to tell their tale. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot that I want to know personally about Southern Hills Golfland or these other places where people were uh, leveling up. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people that were part of the hyper fighting community or the super turbo community before they were they got into marvel too sc yeah yeah and i'm hoping to get them on here to uh to kind of give us their their side of the of the story and 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 see what they saw because we were obviously we missed a lot yes in the the golden era of marvel we did um so that's something to look forward to i do want to talk about my greatest opponents and the things that led up to my money matches with these guys yeah um, I do want to talk about my loss, my losses and wins against Justin Wong. That's something that's that's uh, a lot of people don't know about the the backstory on that. Yeah. And there's just so much to talk about, guys. I do want to get your input on what you thought of this, uh, and what topics you'd like us to cover in the upcoming weeks. And if it's something that you want me to keep doing, we'll keep doing it. Absolutely. Because... Feel free to give us your suggestions, guys, and your honest feedback. I mean. Um, criticisms, feedback, whatever, whatever the case may be, it's, it's very helpful. Um, and it's going to really help us, uh, bring you better content going forward. So. Absolutely. And all I want to do is, is give back to the community that's given so much to me. Yes. So many memories, so many good times, so many laughs, Absolutely. so many rivalries. That's another topic of discussion. Yeah. And I can say that the person that I am is due in part to this game. Both the good and the bad. There are a lot of qualities that, uh, for myself, in terms of self-esteem and confidence, that went just went through the roof because of this game, because of the chaos persona. Yeah. And I was able to burst through those ceilings because of this game. Um, Shout-outs to you guys. Shout-outs to the content creators that are still working hard day in and day out to give you content. Um, guys like Romnito from new york he's still grinding putting out content he's got a, a good project coming up for you guys yeah i was uh very <laughs> I, it sucked uh he actually had reached out to me um brett had re- reached out to me regarding that documentary and i yeah sucks. i just i couldn't i couldn't make it just because of like my work constraints yeah. but you know shout outs to brett he, he he's working on it and he's he's got some good stuff in the works man Yeah, fantastic job and obviously his channel is doing 
He's been doing really well. He always posts new content. So shout outs to him, you know. Absolutely. Any content that we can get is greatly appreciated. And I think this past year alone, we've seen so many people jump on the scene, on the twi- on the Twitch scene, YouTube. Yeah. You have guys like Roundhouse providing yes. constant entertainment, constant yep. content for us. Uh, Thrilla. Lockdown has been uh, shout out to Lockdown. Shot, SD, dude, Lockdown has been putting in some work, man. With the uh, the Marvel Two Awards, I didn't even know if it was a thing. Yeah, he did like a NBC Two Awards ceremony with Super Nick cool. Kai. Yeah, like what is this? <laughs> yeah, uh, Lock Lock was one of the um, just a quick snippet here. Uh, Lock was one of the few guys that um, I really got along with, and uh, during one of my trips to SD with my girlfriend at the time. Um, he invited me to his place and man, we had some, we had a fucking good crack session and, and mind you, I was with my girlfriend and she was cool, you know? Um, and she was able to like understand like, Oh, okay. You want to have some, you want to run some games and like, you know, with, with one of our good friends. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know? And, um, <laughs> probably if I didn't have any more plans with her, I probably would have just stayed there. <laughs> I would have cracked it out. <laughs> Shouts to lock, man. Priorities, that. man. That's what I'm saying, I'm bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, who, yeah. who else? Um, the East Coast guys, uh, Jason G-Con, he's putting out some good content. He's been, he has been putting out tutorials as well. If you guys have a chance, go check out his channel. Um, Chris Matrix is putting on streams also. Josh Wigfall. Uh, who else am I forgetting? Um, uh, Ruin in Vegas. That oh, yeah, guy's, Ruin. That guy's doing the gods he's doing the lord's work Sweet. with his his channel over there yeah he has a good youtube channel so yeah follow him. shout outs to those guys even the, even the people that uh, that are still coming up like turtle power yeah. um anybody else your your work is not going unnoticed we appreciate it keep it going because any good any marvel content is good content is good content yep and we appreciate it guys um, aside from that, like I said, give us your feedback, give us what, um, topics that you want to see questions, anything that you want us to cover and we'll knock it out. Like we always do. Yes, sir. Um, aside from that, any final comments? Uh, just shout out to the SoCal NBC two scenes. Shout out to all you guys, man. Like you guys have always showed me a lot of love. Um, hold it down for you. Alex's arcade. Y'all know you guys are my, Oh yeah. Alex's arcade. Yeah, you guys are my, these are my family there. So. Yeah, that's that's where I always stood. Uh, shout outs to Dewey, Andy, Oscar, obviously Kala, and you had uh, Kuma, uh, and that's actually actually where I where I met Ray for the first time. So shout shout outs again to oh, Ray. Oh yeah, man. really. Ray's always been a. I do want to get Ray on here. Ray's yeah, one guy we, that we, we de- will we will definitely chop. We got it up the with seat. Ray. We got the seat warm for you right here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <Yee-yee. laughs> Yeah, man. So much coming up, guys. If you guys enjoyed it, we're going to keep it going. Um, Other than that, I do want to issue a closing statement. I appreciate every every single one of you that have given me both the good and the bad over the past 10 years. It's made me a better person. And you haven't seen anything yet. We're going to keep it going. And uh, as far as competition, I'm still waiting for somebody to knock me off the, the top of the mountain, guys. Still waiting. So if nobody uh, wants to, then um, I'll stick to. Uh, I guess I'll be. I'll do commentary or something. Yeah. I'll still work on that. <laughs> it's always something to work on, guys. Yeah, definitely. 
All right, guys, so this is Chaos, and this is Ivan Kinetic, and we are signing off. We'll catch you guys next time. Yeah, let's have a good one, man, and MVC2 will never die, bro. Let's keep it going. Never. All right, guys, peace out. Later. Great. Oh, that was yeah. fire, bro. <laughs> I think we did really good. Yeah.